Okay, we're recording. Okay. All right, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Oh, can we, is, is it okay if we turn that music off? Yes. Can, can I turn it off? Yes. Okay, give me one second here. Yeah. So. Oh, that's much cozier. <laughs> okay. All right, we're recording again. Thank you for letting me. Uh, you, you play some really tranquil music here, and I really like it, but it'll interfere with our our podcast here. Well, I just like for people to be with their own thoughts, not with words. <laughs> yeah. Is that why you play that? That's uh-huh. oh, okay. Yeah. Just kind of to relax people. And, and so, because a lot of times they're very nervous when they come for a treatment the first time. Yeah. So, um, so Beverly, I, uh, I'll just uh, disclose how I, I met you. I, I was at work at my, my clinic in the urgent care and one of the, uh, the chiropractor that works with me was telling me some stories about you, good ones. <laughs> and <laughs> he was uh, he was disclosing that there's there's a lot of patients that sometimes he just can't help, and whether right. it's back pain or right. what, whatever kind of pain it is, and he's tried everything. And we were just having a, like just this curbside conversation about a different patient. He said, you know, I think I'm going to send her to. Uh, uh, that my my person who does foot zoning, mm-hmm. and so foot zoning, it was my immediate thought was like, what is that? And so he was trying to explain it to me, and it it sounded just incredibly intriguing. And then I of course asked for your number, and then I contacted you, and then I had a couple treatments, and I really love what you do. I think you're. In addition to that, I think you're, I don't know you very, very well, but I think you're an awesome person. Thank you. And you've certainly helped me quite a bit. So I would love for the listeners to know what you do, know about you. Sure. And, um, you know, just, just... Just tell you a little bit? Just tell me, yeah. All right. So I am actually a certified foot sonologist practitioner. And what that means is I work on the feet, primarily on the feet, uh, but I can also work on the back and the face and the hands. But the foot zoning is the only treatment on the earth that has the ability to move chemicals and toxins out of the body and balance the body, balancing the body mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Hmm. And so that's why the treatment is so so successful is because when our bodies shut down, People don't know where to go, and they they don't get the help that they need, and their bodies don't function the way they were created to function. And so they generally come to me, and I work through their feet, most generally, to help that body begin to function correctly, because every cell has infinite memory of how to function. Mm. Diet, stress, environment, there are many reasons why those cells get blocked, and then our health goes down. I see. I, I just wonder why I've I haven't heard of foot zoning before. I mean, I've lived my entire life, and just just a couple months ago, I heard about foot zoning. Why is that? Would you do you know? Well, do you know um, foot zoning has actually been around from the beginning of time. All right, it was found in on hieroglyphics in uh, uh, pyramids in India and Egypt. And um, not every country embraced a more naturopathic way of healing. And so I learned 
from my instructor was from Sweden, but she studied under the renowned um, Dr. Urstal in uh, at the Naturopathic um, Institute in in Germany. And she and her instructor came to the United States over 30 years ago to give treatments to people and to also teach this treatment. And so it's really not out in the public uh, like a lot of things. Um, we don't advertise. We, we work with referrals and... Um, you know, so that makes it where that you're not seeing it on billboards or in books or magazines or things like that. Why is it? Why don't you advertise? Well, there are lots of reasons. Number one, we want to know who's coming to our clinic. We want to know who's going to sit in our chair. We don't want some stranger off of the street that we don't know anything about because there's there's usually just a practitioner and the client mm-hmm. there. And so um, the other thing, I, I don't know that I feel real comfortable saying this, but the other thing is, you know, sometimes uh, it creates a problem for a person that figures out how to better someone's health and then government and things have a tendency to come and shut you down oh i see i understand what you're saying there now okay the first part of that you don't want just anyone sitting in your chair right i so i notice that you you go by like you said you go by referrals like chad i think chad contacted you first and then you said okay and then then i contacted you and then when i sat in your chair i told someone else about it uh just in passing and they were very intrigued and they wanted your number and i felt there was no rules but i felt that okay i think i should let me contact her first. Mm-hmm. So I really got that feeling. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel comfortable just handing out Beverly's information. So right. let me right. let me go ahead and call, text her first and ask her. And then, then you said, okay. And then I was able to do right. that. So that to me was an unsaid rule. Yeah, I felt after talking to you and being with you. Right, and right. It it was, and and you know we don't we don't have any type of contract that tells us that. Um, we can only take certain people, you yeah. know, but my feeling is, and I've been doing this for over 23 years, mm-hmm. and my feeling is if if one of my clients comes to me, they're not going to recommend some kook off of the street to me. Right. So it's not going to endanger me or my life. So right. if that So it's a safety thing of, in a way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get Definitely. that. I get that. And I love that you said the word kook. <laughs> <laughs> That's we, probably not a very professional word. No, but <laughs> I love it. I love that you said kook because we use that in surfing. Like a, we, Oh, do you? Yeah. Like a kook, somebody who's, <laughs> somebody really, who really shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've at one time I had somebody contact me for an appointment, and I always ask how they got my information. Mm-hmm. 
And this person was saying, well, I was standing in a checkout line and the two women in front of me were talking about your treatment and how how they felt so much better. And she said, I hurried up and wrote down your number. Oh, my gosh. And called me. You know, I did go ahead and see her, but mm-hmm. normally I wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, that's, you know. that's nice of you. But I figured if somebody was talking about my work, then it was probably okay. Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, kudos to them for being so aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So... Um, I, let me say this just to get this out of the way. When I first heard about what you what you do, the way Chad was explaining it to me, I shouldn't have said Chad. I was just gonna like leave them out of it. But the, the way this, the person was telling me, I was very skeptical because mm-hmm. I'm in the medical field. Most people are. And I said, "What?" I said, "There's no way," because the stories he was telling me and the things that you did for his family and and for other people that he knew of and that kind of thing, I was. Again, very, very skeptical and let's snake oil jumped into my head. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is some snake oil stuff. Yeah. And then he said, no, I'm telling you, he goes, I'm, I, I have no reason to tell you this and this and that. And, and so I said, and just the way he was saying it, I know I've, I don't know him very, very well, but I know him well enough to know when he's BSing me. Oh yeah. And he just, he, he seemed very serious. And so that's why I contacted you. And I, and when he, when he, when I took your number, he goes, don't go in there, you know, trying to figure her out and say like, you're trying to <laughs> tell, you know, come back and tell me it's snake oil. And we just had this like really kind right, of right. jockeying conversation. Right. It was really funny. That's pretty typical. Yeah. And it was funny of, of him and me. And like, we were just going at it a little bit. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, I'm really going to give it a shot, you know? And he said, okay. So he gave me the number and I have to tell you, like, it's not... So first of all, when I sit down in your chair, you didn't ask me anything about my health or I didn't have to fill out a questionnaire or anything, but you were able by your treatment, by just talking to me to point out multiple things that happened in my past yeah. that I was, that I was injured and that I was compensating in some way physically, some things, even emotionally, you were able to, to pull out. And that was just the way you do your treatment. We're having just a conversation kind of like this, just a mm-hmm. casual conversation. And as you're doing the treatment, you were, hey, what about your right leg? Like, and, we, and you just, mm-hmm. I, and I'm thinking, oh yeah. And when I get out of my Jeep, sometimes I feel this thing in my, this like little twitch or something in my hip. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're like, oh, and then you, then we talk about that. And then you bring up something else in passing. And then, so it's such a casual I, I don't even know how to like describe your style, but it's very like, um, <laughs> I don't know how to, how to describe it. Cause it's almost like I, I had a thought of even doing this podcast while you were doing the treatment, but I was like, no, that wouldn't be right. I want you to like focus on our conversation right. and not so much the right. treatment, but it almost seemed like you could, like you could just talk. I can. Yeah. And is but that, that has taken years of practice. I see. Um, because, you know, the signals to the body um, lay on the feet the way the baby is in the womb in that fetal position. And so as I'm working and I come to the right leg or the right hip, if it doesn't feel right, if it feels like it's been injured or um, 
you know, are there chemicals there, what's creating the issue, then you learn the feel of that. Mm. So I, I do teach this training, and I teach it to a lot of people. And the biggest frustration is I don't know what I feel. Mm. But you have to practice so that you can recognize if you're in the lungs, if it is um, smoke, to me, that feels like marshmallow, that soft, you know, feel. But if it's chemicals, um, then it's going to be a different feel. For me, it feels like popping bubble wrap. But if it's mucus from a diet high in mucus foods, then it's going to feel gluey. Mm. You know, so so that's how I know. There's 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 no trick to it. It's exactly what's going on in the body. And mm. that's what most people are surprised to know that what I find and it's actually what's going on in their body. Hmm. So are, it's, it's, you go by feel like as you, as yes. you, you, and, and again, foot zoning is what it's called. So mm-hmm. you're in a zone of the foot and you're feeling right. with your hands or your, My knuckles. your knuckles. Okay. Mm-hmm. And why do you use your knuckle? Your knuckle, because it has good energy and because you can put some force behind it to help break up whatever is in that area. Um, like if it's circulation, then it's going to open up that circulation much better than the pad of your finger. Mm. And I can't, I do not use tools, and we are not permitted to use tools. Now, there's other treatments that use tools. But if you if you think about it, if you're using tools, do you really feel what's going on? Right, that's true. Do you really know? You know, not everybody tells you the truth, you know, and sometimes they get in your chair and they're going to deny everything because they don't, you know, they're just trying to trick you. Hmm. But the, foot, the feet tell the real story. I see. You know, and so that's why you use your knuckles is because you've got energy coming out from each of those knuckles and um, hmm. you can feel what's going on in the body. I see. Now, um, you, you do different zones. You do the foot zone. Do the... I do a foot zone, a face zone, uh-huh. a back zone. Okay. And a little bit of a hand zone. The hand zone treatment is actually designed for people to do on the, their themselves. Really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain how, I mean, I already know, I mean, you've told me the difference right. between the, the, the but, and you did a little bit in the beginning, but can you um, go a little bit in depth as to sure. the different zones, what they correlate with? And can you tell me, can you, can you say why? Say why 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 the back zone is different than the foot zone and why it's not the whole body? Why is it oh. just emotion and physical? Well, do you know, I am sure that someday we will be able to have the back zone be physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional in the face as well. But um, they're just not developed. We haven't we've got research on it from the, hieroglyphics, but we've not ever put it together. Mm. So face zone heals the mental and the spiritual body. The back zone heals the physical and the emotional body. And if you think about people as a whole, 
what are their issues usually? Physical and emotional. Hmm. I see. But emotional had to be a mental imprint before it became an emotion. I see. So that's where the face comes in. Yeah. I see. So it's good to do all all of them, but uh, not everybody wants to do all of them. Mm-hmm. And so when they do the feet, they're getting mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional. Mm-hmm. So I generally do more feet than anything. Mm-hmm. I see. Do you, um, do you feel like you get, is it more people want to do the feet because it's everything or do you get more, uh, is your treatment more, the most effective with the, with the feet? It is the most effective with the feet. If, if you want that body to heal, to balance, you want to do the feet. I see. But if you have a physical injury, you know, then you probably want to do the back so that you can, can help that physical body heal faster. But if you do a back or you do a face zone treatment, then I usually require you to come back and do a foot zone because I want you to have that full balance in the body. I see. Gotcha. Um, if somebody said, hey, that foot zoning, it's, it seems like it's reflexology. What, what would you say? Because I'm sure you get that a lot. Oh, people, I do I, get it a lot. Because when I when I explain to somebody, they go, "Oh, that's reflexology." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's not. It, I don't. I don't think that it's." No, it, it is not reflexology, and people get that idea quite a bit. But reflexology is a partial treatment. Um, reflexology was developed by Eunice Ingham Stoffel. And she worked with a Dr. Bowers many years ago, and Dr. Bowers discovered that he could put pressure on different pressure points and do simple surgeries without any type of anesthetic or anesthesia. Hmm. And so what she did is she took his work and she developed reflexology. But reflexology is a partial treatment. Yes, you're going to get some relief for it. You can go to a reflexologist, and let's just say you have a headache. Mm-hmm. All right? So they will work. They don't, they don't treat the whole body where the foot zonology does treat the whole body. Mm-hmm. All right? So then they treat that symptom... And what happens in the body is then it divides whatever's causing the headache or the shoulder pain, and it sends it to different parts of the body. And so generally what happens is you keep going back and keep going back because it's divided it and dispersed it to other areas of the body, and so creating more issues. Hmm. Now, foot zonology is the only treatment on the earth today that can clean up the lymph system and move the toxins, the chemicals, the waste out of the body. Really? I mean, now, if somebody that, like you said, there's a lot of skeptics, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody like a doctor, I don't know, uh, somebody who's more in, into Western medicine, mm-hmm. uh, let's say a DO versus, or a MD versus a DO or, mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and says, Beverly, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is not true. It's just not true. What would you say to that? Like if somebody's listening right now and says, uh, no, that's, that's, that's not true. Well, you know, how do you 
um, decide that something's not true if you haven't tried it. Hmm. Okay. All right. So um, I have people all the time that tell me that their medical profession just kind of rolls their eyes and goes, yeah, whatever. And then I have other clients who their medical profession says, you keep going to her. You're ha- she's helping you, you're getting better, you keep going to her. So I think it's a mindset of the medical field, uh, and we need the medical field to a degree, but um, I don't know. The medical field is very helpful in so many, many ways. Mm. But there are things that they just want to Band-Aid with medication. And we don't do medications. Mm-hmm. You know what? We want the body to heal. We want, we want the eyes to regenerate so that they can see. We want the, the bones to be stronger so that they can sustain our body. Mm-hmm. Did that answer your question? Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Well, I... What what a what someone would probably someone would probably want to know is like how like how are you doing it when you first told me that you were t- you you basically said because I asked you how like how how are you doing this and you as you were doing the treatment you goes you said well I'm talking to the cells yeah you know well talking to the cells or spinning the cells so we if if you watch uh, somebody give a treatment they are working the same way time after time after time. And they're using their knuckles on the feet. Of course, they do the pads of their fingers on the back and the face. But um, we have a treatment that is called the DNA spin. Hmm. All right. And that DNA is what we were, what we inherited from our ancestry. Hmm. All right. So Grandpa Jones had a temper, and so Johnny comes along, and Johnny has a temper. Well, you know what? Well, he got that. Everybody goes, oh, well, you know, he's just like Grandpa Jones, you know. But is that really in his blueprint? You know, so, so it's like cleaning up the DNA so the person is in their true blueprint. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't hear that. You, you didn't no, tell me that. I haven't told you that. <laughs> that. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. So is that happening? Are you doing that while you're... Well, the treatment is doing that. The person is doing that. All I'm doing is telling the body, hey, get off the sofa and start functioning correctly. Mm. So we know that DNA is what we've inherited from ancestors, parents, grandparents, you know, down through the generations. And so actually what it's doing is correcting that DNA mm. and connecting it to the blueprint. Mm. So it doesn't change a person's personality. It doesn't change their height, mm-hmm. you know. Now, it, foot zoonology goes a lot further than just working on the body. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got... Other elements, you have sun, you have water, you have air, Mm -hmm. uh, you have food. And so those all play a part in the body beginning to heal. I see, I see. Wow, that whole DNA spin has got me really, my brain cooking here. (laughs) I think that's so interesting. Um, I don't know, even know what to say about that. 
I just think that's just so amazing. If that's really, I mean, of course that's what you're doing, but man, that's, that's neat. Well, you know, if, if somebody comes to me with real emotional issues, you know, well, where did they get that? Mm. You know, I, I think our bodies can become perfect. Mm. Um, but then when that they can balance out those emotions and live a happy, healthy life, isn't that what they want? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm here, you know. Um, I'd like to be as perfect as possible, you know. Well, and, and I think that's generally everybody's goals, mm-hmm. you know, if that they understand life and what, mm-hmm. uh, why we're here and what we need to do. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you... I guess I'll put myself out there. I don't care. I'll just put myself out there as okay. my, my treatment. That way I don't involve any of your other clients. Mm-hmm. So you have to Thank disclose you. any of your other clients. Can you tell me, um, you know, that, you know what the HIPAA act is? The, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to right now in, you know, uh, verbally just say that I'm going to, uh, um, sign away my, my privacy Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to sign away my HIPAA. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I'll just put myself and out there. And you have that yeah. opportunity to do that. Yeah. And so I want you to tell me if you can and tell the listeners, like, I don't know or care really what they think about me. Um, unless, you know, well, I mean, we all care to some degree. <laughs> 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 but can you tell um, me or tell the listeners about like my my foot zone and like maybe the stuff that you found is that is are you able to do that do you know what that's an interesting question because you know when you when i give a zone treatment the right foot goes up on my left knee all right okay so now i want you to think of something so as you shake a hand it's a right and a right oh an interesting exchange of energy All right. So we give with the right side of our body and we receive with the left side of the body. All right. So client's right foot is on my left knee. So that energy comes from the right side of their body up through my body. Mm. And then when I end, I go to the left foot giving that energy back to you. It's your issues that you have to work through. They're not mine, and I'm not correcting them. You're the one that's going to correct them. I'm just reminding the cells that they need to do this. And so then, and I start on the right because it's as far away from the heart as I can possibly get. All right. Mm. And then as I work through the body, through the entire body, I end on the left in the heart. Mm. So it's you and your heart that makes the connection to help your body to heal. Mm. Okay. I've just reminded it. So when you, when you first touch my foot, and uh-huh. you, you already start to feel the, my energy? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so... How, how did you feel? Was it, um, I mean... Well, do you know, with you... Uh, uh, now, I should finish telling you about what I started to tell you. No, go ahead. So when I end on that left foot in the heart and give that energy back to you, honestly, 
everything that I found in your body goes out my door with you. Ah. So it's really hard for me to say, okay, he had this and he had that and, I see. and things. Because it's not my job to correct it. It's your job to correct it. I love that. that and it's it's how, that's... your job to be more aware of your body in a deeper level than you've ever been before. I see. And so, you know, people will ask me a few days after a treatment and I'm going, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I found. I might remember a few things, but I really don't remember. And it's kind of a blessing for me because then, you know what? If somebody comes along and says, hey, my friend Sally's coming to you, what's going on with her? You know, well, we have the HEPA Act. We, we know yeah. what that is. And and I can't discuss that. Right. You know, and, and so it's kind of a blessing because I truly don't remember no, that's great. And so two things there. One is that's awesome because you could be carrying around like all your clients. Right, and, and right. Like, In the beginning, when I first started doing this, I would get so exhausted. Well, I should really be energized because as I'm giving a treatment, I myself am receiving the treatment. Mm. And so I was so tired and I thought, what on earth am I doing? And I wasn't giving that energy completely back to my client through the left foot. I see. So is that why as we're having our conversation and you're doing the foot zone, you casually mention something, oh, I feel something here. And then you say it, you give it to me. And then mm -hmm. I, I, and you, then you process, then it. I process it. And then you find something else. You tell me, and then I process it. And then mm -hmm. when it's over, it's over, you mm -hmm. know, it's I, you've over. told me, I've given it all to you. You've given it all to me. Oh, now, how interesting. I could, I could probably um, analyze your feet, your body in a deeper level, but, you know, that would take a long time. Mm. You know, so what I'm doing is I'm actually picking up the most important things mm -hmm. and, and telling you those. And then people that continue, because I've had people that have been with me for almost as long as I've been doing this. Because our body changes every day. Mm. You know, we're exposed to chemicals or to, to emotional ups and downs. And, and so our body is always changing. And so, um, you know, it just, uh, it's just a very interesting work. Yeah, it really is. Now you told me I have a cup of coffee sitting here that I mm -hmm. I would have already finished and mm -hmm. probably onto my second mm -hmm. cup. Mm -hmm. You told me that um, as you basically said, "Hey, your thyroid isn't working because you're drinking so much coffee." And well, I probably said caffeine. <laughs> yeah, caffeine, right? <laughs> and then um, and then we talked about beer a little bit because those were two of my favorite things uh, like a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And I've cut down on both those like immensely, like 80%. Right. And yeah. I feel so much better. And I, of course, anybody would say, of course, you're not, you don't have caffeine in your system and you're not drinking alcohol. Of course, right. you'll feel better. Right. But you were able to pick up on that. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's just because, you know, the, the caffeine... Um, the carbonation, it shuts down the thyroid. So when I go through the signal of the thyroid on the bottom of the feet, it's there. Mm. And you're able to just feel it right you away. just feel it, yeah. Oh, interesting. Wow. Um, so if somebody is listening to this and they're like, wow, I want to try that. I want to get in touch with Beverly. 
this it's you're still under the hey um you know let's i want to be i want to see people that are, have been referred to me by my other clients correct most generally okay uh like now i have a student starting here in a couple of weeks that i've never met mm, okay you know and so We'll see how that goes. But you know what? She has a desire to learn and to help other people and to help herself and maybe her family. You know, so I'm sure that it'll be fine. I really believe that I'm not going to be sent people that don't want to do it for the right reason. Right. Don't want to learn this work for the right reason. Yeah, I get that from you too. Like, and And that's another reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you. Uh, about this because there's not it's not just the foot zoning I, there's something else about you i can't really put put my finger on uh that's why i wanted to talk with you um can you talk at at any length at all about your your private life sure yeah so where where are you from uh do you know what i was actually born in farmington new mexico the little old san juan <laughs> hospital oh really yeah a long time ago wow <laughs> I actually, we've talked about this at length. I like Farmington, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then? And then about my life? Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up here. I went to college in uh, the southern part of the state. Uh, met my husband in Farmington. He was uh, in the military, home on leave, and we were in love first sight, and he went back to Germany, and our plan was for me to go to Germany and us get married over there. Well, that didn't happen because the Vietnam War came along, and he got shipped off to the Vietnam War. So when he came home on leave, then we married and and spent a couple of months together, and then he was off to war. And so uh, I now work in Farmington doing this practice, but my home is in Idaho. Mm. And uh, sounds kind of funny, but I raise goats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted you to get to. <laughs> and I just bought two new babies and, and I have a third one on hold. And so... That's just always, I, I had a goat when I was very young, um, three, four years old. And, and uh, anyway, I've always wanted goats. Is that so, where that comes from? Because yeah. the foot zoning is, I want to know about this, but this goat thing was a close second. Like, I really wanted <laughs> to know about this goat. <laughs> well, I, if you have time, I can tell you a little bit about that. Please. So uh, my dad was an Indian trader. In, on the in, reservation. In Indian trader? An Indian trader, a, a Navajo Indian trader on the reservation. And so my first few years, I, I lived with my parents at a trading post uh, out on the reservation. What, what is, just so people know, what is an Indian trader? Oh, it's, a, it's like um, a convenience store, oh. only it's out in the middle of nowhere. And so... Uh, the natives would come in and uh, they would trade for goods, for food. Uh, they would sell their product, their rugs, their jewelry, you know, in trade for, for food. I see. And so my dad uh, ran a trading post. I see. He managed it. Okay. And so, so I grew up with goats and sheep, 
you know, then. and But then we moved to, to town, and I was probably about three, four years old, and my dad brought home a goat, and he gave it to me. So I thought it was my goat, all right? <laughs> and so it was just little, and I didn't realize that my dad had an, another purpose for that goat, all right? So anyway, the goat grew up and got horns, and every time I would go out to play with it, it would butt me, oh. and I would cry. And so my dad said one day, he said, shall we have uh, somebody come and butcher the goat because it's just always butting you and making you cry? And supposedly I said yes, <laughs> but I think his alternative motive was to raise this baby goat into a go- adult goat and then butcher it. I don't know if you've ever had goat meat, but it is extremely sweet, extremely good. And what most people do is they pit barbecue it. Mm. And so that's what happened to my little goat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was always kind of that void in my life, you know, and I thought, oh, so we had uh, a horse uh, in Idaho, and we had sold the other horse, and so it was by itself. So I went out and I found a goat because goats will settle down horses, hmm. and they become a companion, you know. And so, so I went out and bought these these three goats, and um, from there it just led from one thing to another, you know. We began to really love these goats, and then we started to raise the goats, and hmm. and so. So we, I have uh, Lamacha goats. Those are big, big goats. Um, my son and my husband were going to use them for for pack animals, for uh, guiding mm. uh, hunters and things, and and then that that changed. And so we decided to raise them uh, ourselves. And now I just added um, two goats and a third one soon. Uh, that are meat goats, so I'm raising the Bora goats for meat mm. and the Lamacha goats for milk. I see. So they they produce a lot of milk. So wow, well, well, and I've heard that goat milk is pretty good as well. Well, goat milk is broke down into very fine molecules. the The thing about goat milk, though, is it's very very high in calcium, mm. which can be good and for some people, but for some people that are prone to kidney stones. That isn't very good mm. for them. So I see. Gotcha. And uh, so this sounds like this goat thing started when you were a kid. It did. It did. Okay. It really did. Okay. Now yeah. I know the story. Now, I, because you told me that, like, just we were having a conversation. You said I raised goats. I was like, oh, I gotta ask her about the whole goat thing. I, what's, just, what's a woman doing that's working on feet of all things and then raises goats? Raises goats. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, that's why I was like, hey, will you do a podcast? This is so interesting. Uh, but uh, that's awesome. So uh, your history with the goats is more the milk, and then now you're you're doing the meat goats the, meats, the yeah. meat goats okay yeah. great well good luck with that thank you that sounds the meat goat thing sounds great i'd love to get well some they're a little short and stocky and very 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 meaty <laughs> yeah i've had goat meat uh slow cooked with in curry before oh uh-huh. and it's really good like I, I i even remember uh the particular dish was with uh potatoes and carrots and curry it was fantastic yeah yeah and just 
I don't know that I remember it being sweet, but it had definitely like a meaty quality to it. It does. I don't, I don't know yeah. if it was the curry or whatever, but it could have been the curry. I think goat meat is very mild. Okay, uh, it's not like some of your wild game. Right. Um, I, I think it has a very pleasant flavor. I see. Um, you also told me that you shoot guns. Oh, I do. Okay. And but not, And I'm pretty good. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh that's you said more pistol though, right? Or more pistol. More pistol, yeah. Okay. Um I can remember as a little girl going hunting with my dad. That was just the prime of my my day if I got to go hunting with my dad. Oh. And of course he hunted with a rifle. Mm. But I've always been intrigued with the pistol because they're small and I can handle them and most of them don't kick really hard. So mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite, like a favorite caliber? No, I have several different ones and I don't know that I have a, a favorite. Mm -hmm. You know, I like the revolver, but, you know, if I were to protect myself... That probably isn't the best because yeah. you have to reload it all the time. But mm. yeah, I just really like to just go out and shoot for fun. No, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I love I love that you're pro gun too. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, are you at liberty to talk about? We haven't really touched on politics too much, mm -hmm. but you are you are you big into politics or not really? I follow politics, but I. Uh, I should say my husband follows politics and he keeps me informed. And I feel like politics is a little bit negative. It is. And I try to stay away from any negative because I I really need to keep my energy very positive. Yeah. So, and I don't generally uh, engage in political conversations uh, okay. with with my clients. Mm -hmm. You know, personal life, yes, I can do that, but not generally with, with your my clients. clients. So I, the reason why I ask you about politics is that I f see that you're a, a woman of wisdom, right? And we've had multiple conversations about like relationships and those kinds of things. Right. And you always have these little pearls that I take <laughs> home with me. <laughs> I can't think of one right now, but you, you have these little pearls. And I'm like, oh, that's, uh, that's, those are words of wisdom. I need to hold on to those. Yeah. Um, but I, and I, and I agree with you. The politics thing is very negative and I got caught up in it. Like I'd say a year ago, especially with Trump and, and that kind of thing. I got mm -hmm. really caught up in just hit the Trump phenomenon and like mm -hmm. how they were treating him and how, like mm -hmm. how, where our country is going without getting deep into politics. Have you seen a change, uh, in your years, uh, in the political arena? Oh my gracious. Yes. And, oh my, yes. And you know, I really don't think there are individual parties anymore that stand for what they originally stood for. I, I don't either. I don't either. You know, it's it's so different. It's it's a completely different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? And I see that. It, I hate to say it, but I see it in, that in a negative way, not mm -hmm. a positive way. No, it's a negative. I feel that way. Yeah. You and. You said something to me that kind of piqued my interest about your, uh, not so much your ability to feel things, but maybe so, I don't know, because you were saying 
Do you remember this conversation you said to when you're driving into Farmington, you see it as, oh. you sometimes see it as dark, you feel the darkness or you it, feel it, it's a more negative energy. Yes. From yeah. where, from where you are in Idaho, correct? Well, from almost any place, you know, I could, I could go to Arizona and, uh, about the time I would hit Holbrook coming home, coming back to Farmington, mm-hmm. you can just feel the energy get a little darker, a little darker, a little darker. But I think really, if you think about that, our whole world has kind of done that. Mm. I don't want to think about it like that, but if I do, I, I can kind of feel what you're feeling. Well, I think it's important that rather than to dwell on the negative, we dwell on the positive. And so in my work, when people are in my chair and, you know, they're releasing, they're releasing emotions and they're telling me things that are, you know, personal to them, but that's a release. That's part of their healing. Mm. But it is my job as a practitioner to get them to the positive because what we think we are going to create. Mm, All right. Okay. So if we think we're going to have a headache, we probably will. Mm. Or if we think we're going to have a cancer, we probably will. So I really think there's so much power in thought. And so I don't get engaged in political conversations because it most generally goes to a negative. I want to build up. I want to create what is better, what is good, what I want, mm. not something that is bad. Okay. I, I agree with you in that. Um, so let me get right to the point then on that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you just because... I. You seem like you feel things. I don't know what really to right, call that. Right. Um, and we've had these these other conversations apart from your healing. What, in your opinion, is... Because we live in America, and right. America has changed so much. And I'm scared for like America's future. I really am, because I see the same thing you're seeing. Okay. You, you hold that thought for just a minute, but... I don't want you to be scared because fear is a negative. Mm. You cannot have fear and faith. Uh. And so if you can suppress the fear, the negative, and focus on the positive, then what's going to happen around you is going to become more positive. So when I come here, especially I noticed it when I was driving, because when I fly, you know, I'm just here. Mm. But when I'm driving, I slowly come in. Mm. And so uh, I feel like if I can be more positive, then it's going to create more positive around me and around the people that I work with. It's kind of like throwing that pebble in the lake and you have that ripple effect and it just goes out and out and out. Mm. So if it's negative then that's what you're creating is more negative energy there. Mm. But if it's positive, then it should be good. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no. I had to, I had to catch that. No, I thought. wanted, thank you for doing that. Cause it's going to, it's going to, that's going to help me later. <laughs> and when I start to feel that again, I'll mm-hmm. remember what you said. Mm-hmm. But what I was getting to is that with that fear that I'll now try to control. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you what your thought was since you, we both understand 
or it seems like we both understand that it's, and again, I don't want it, this to be a negative conversation, but we have to say what it is. And it is, seems like it's gotten quite worse mm-hmm. in the, in the political, political arena. Mm-hmm. What in your opinion is the solution? Just, just your thoughts. I know being positive is a big one. That's well, definitely, yeah. but can positively really change our, our political climate and our pol- political atmosphere? I, I would say to some degree, sure, especially personally, because, you know, I don't know how many years we have left on this earth, but how are we really going to affect the change of such a big Because uh, we're just a one yeah, compared to the whole earth. Right. So I'm going to go back to the, to the pebble thrown in the lake. Okay. And the ripple effect. Now, can you throw that pebble in the lake and not get a ripple effect? No. No. So that's the way positive works. If I'm positive and I see five clients and they learn to be positive and then they go out, then it grows and grows and grows. So Mm. um, I think we can have an effect. Really? Okay. A positive effect. Okay. Because if we are, are going to go to the negative then what happens? How do you feel? How do you feel when you get fearful for the country? I mean, I'm a believer in the Bible, and -hmm. the Bible tells us what's going to happen. You know, so why would I be fearful? It's the plan. I see. I feel like the... You you can somehow affect change with with fear as well i feel in a positive way right um i get what you're saying and i'm going to be more mindful of that because i do i mean whenever that's the reason why i'm not bounded up into politics and other things too Mm -hmm. that really could bring me down especially in ways to where i know that i can't affect the change myself or i don't think that i can and maybe i just need to change my thinking and say hey i can i just need to be more positive and, and interact with other people and get them to think more positive too. And maybe it is like when I'm at work, especially with colleagues, there's that fear there and there's always mm-hmm. that discussion. Well, the fear is so, the level of fear in our whole world is so high, mm. you know, and we can't have fear and faith. So what do we want? Right. Do you believe that that's changed? Is that from you growing up when, you know, when you were a lot younger, do you, do you feel that more now? Oh Yeah. I, I didn't ever notice any of that growing up. Mm. I mean, we were I mean, we were kids that played in the water running down the street from the rain and and we rode our bikes up and down the road and and we ran across the street to play with our friends. You don't see that anymore. You re- you really don't. If things could be just so simple again, I wish we could do that. Mhm. Yeah. When I think back to my childhood, I think of exactly what you just, I mean, as a similar, in a similar vein right. of things used to right. be. And I wonder, is it because we were kids and we didn't think about politics back then? Or is it because... I don't know. But, you know, I never really heard my parents. They might have had some political discussions when it came close to an election. But I don't ever remember the the high level of negativity, the high level of hate and envy and 
wanting to just destroy somebody from another party. Yeah, yeah. You know, we accepted it. You know, if we as Americans voted that person into the office, whether it was the one that we wanted in the office or not, we supported them. Yeah, we're America. We don't see that today. Yeah. I don't know when that changed. I feel like it changed recently. Uh, I I think a lot. Well, I really think it's been going on for years. Hmm. Really? Like re- like last five, ten years, you think? <laughs> Maybe longer than that. Really? Maybe with our pioneer ancestors. And this is not political correct, and this is my opinion only. Yeah, please. But if you look back at pioneer era, all right, when this country got settled, when those pioneers came and settled the West, all right, so what did they do? Did they have public schools? No. They taught their children at home through example and work and and their own knowledge. And then the little communities decided, oh, we're going to hire a teacher and we're going to have a one-room classroom, okay? And that was good. Then what developed from there? The government came along and said, oh, well, we need to teach the children. Hmm. And it started out, I think probably you experienced a good education, I experienced a good education. You know, today, I don't know that our children get a good public education. Now, that's my opinion. Hmm. It's not involved with anybody else. You know, everybody's entitled to their own belief. Mm -hmm. But I think we have, as American people, we have given too many of our responsibilities to make life easy for us and let somebody else take care of our children or feed them. I mean, when I went to school, we didn't get free lunch Mm -hmm. and we didn't have breakfast served to us. Mm -hmm. You know, we ate at home. And we took our lunch to school if we didn't want to eat hot lunch, you know. But look at our education today. You've got, well, you know what? You're not getting to eat breakfast, so let's feed you breakfast. So I think we've slowly let outside forces take over our lives. Now, I'm going to use the term that you're going to laugh at, but I think most of us are sheeple. We just follow along. Yeah. We just follow along what Sally and John are doing, and we don't question, and we don't stand up, and we don't lead out. And I think that's where we've missed the boat. Mm-hmm. That's that's an interesting observation, and I, I definitely agree with you to, to some degree in all of that. I think government's too big. You know, they controlled too much of our lives, and we should be a lot more independent. Well, government started out to be so much different than it is today. You know, government was for the people. Mm. And I, I'm i not sure that it's for the people right now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want this to get negative, and I don't think it is. I don't feel that I don't at all. I don't think so. But I wanted to get your take, your wisdom on it, because you do. You, I, I'm not trying to, you know 
get on your good side. I already am. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but I, I'm, I, what I wanted, I, I'd love for people who are listening to listen to you. If they don't come to see you, if they don't uh, right. get a foot zone, I would love because the wisdom that I've gotten from you is priceless, in my opinion. I've, well, thank you. And I and I and I don't say this to again. Uh, I'm not trying to make you feel good. I hope it does, but I'm telling you the truth. Like just in the the, I don't know, how many sessions have we had? Maybe like three or four. Four, maybe five. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just in those little sessions, it's it's. It's the treatment, but it's also chatting with you about little things and you don't offer it up. It's just uh, through our conversation, we, we're just having conversation. We'll even talk about relationships and we talk a tiny bit about politics here and there, mm-hmm. but you always have something really interesting to say on those ends. So I really appreciate that. And I would love for people to hear that. That's why I'm asking you these well, little, you. these little weird questions. You're probably thank like, you. why are you asking me about politics? <laughs> I thought, oh, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> but I, I, I just I, want you to know that it is my opinion no. and not everybody agrees with my opinion and that's okay that's that but that's what i want them to hear i want them to hear your opinion if if you're if you're okay with that oh yeah yeah um is there we've been talking for an hour i don't want to keep you too long is there anything else that you can tell us that um about either your treatment and or yourself or or anything that you'd like to say well i'm going to tell you just a little bit about how i got into this work Oh, that's okay. great. That's great. Because I worked at our little junior college, and I became very, very ill. And um, I I couldn't figure out what was going on. And so the medical field had diagnosed me with a rare autoimmune disease that attacked the pancreas. And most people don't survive that. All right? So I literally did everything that the medical field told me to do, and I couldn't get it done fast enough. I was fighting for my life. And so <clears throat> I, I took their meds. I did what they said. I ended up on my deathbed. I couldn't get from the bed to the bathroom. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And I thought, you know what? If it's really my time to leave this earth, I'm okay with that but I'm not okay being a vegetable, you know. And so I was praying that I would be guided to what I needed to do. And I have a sister that lives about 500 miles north of of Farmington. And she kept saying, come up and do these treatments. I know they'll help you. And I said, you don't understand. I can't get from the bed to the bathroom, let alone drive 500 miles, to have somebody give me a foo-foo foot treatment. (laughs) All right. Long story short, we ended up going up that way. And as soon as I got to her house, she put me in her car and and drove me immediately to a foot zoonologist. And I'm going to tell you what, that practitioner told me more about my body than any medical field had ever said or ever knew. And I thought, what is this? What is this? And so I was still praying for guidance because if, if, if I had the capability of getting better, I wanted to be better. I mean, I'm not that old. My hair might be gray, but I'm not that old. But I have family and, you know, just life. We don't want to leave those things behind. Mm. 
And so I went up and she told me everything and I thought, oh my gosh, this is strange, you know. As we came back home, I remember turning to my husband and saying, that's the treatment that's going to help me heal. And so from there, it's history. Mm-hmm. Because then I learned to do the treatment. Um, I'm kind of a selfish, vain person. And I learned to do the treatment. Uh, I worked on myself three times a day. We brought my health back to where it needs to be. It didn't happen overnight. It, ha- it took me about three, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I was not going to help other people. I was not going to have those knuckles from working on people's feet. And who wants to work on sticky feet, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. That's another question I had for you. I was like, do you have a foot fetish? <laughs> and, and so, you know, it, it, was, it was very, very interesting. And I don't share this with many people, and I'm surprised I'm sharing it on a podcast. But... Um, I would have people that I worked with that would say, call me and say, would you give me a treatment? They had watched me go from a deathbed experience to having back to a more normal life. And I would say, no, no, no. You know, now yet I had been blessed to learn the treatment. Mm. And I had been blessed with the sense and the knowledge and the ability to give a good treatment. Mm. But I just wanted to go back to the hairdos, the fingernails, the suits, the heels. I wanted to go back into the limelight. Yeah. And so three times I remember somebody asking me, and I said, no, I, I won't give you a treatment. And three times a little voice said to me, You've been willing you you have been helped and you're not willing to help my other children. And at that moment, that third time, I thought, How ungrateful can I be? My life has been spared. I have been given the knowledge and the ability and the talent to help other people, and I'm not willing to do it. And I made a commitment right then that I would help whomever came to my door. Wow. And that's where I have gone the last 23 years. That's an amazing story, Beverly. <laughs> wow. I don't share that, I, but I feel, I feel prompted. I felt prompted to, to share it with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's the most profound thing I think we've said. That's amazing. Um, that makes me want to get into your class. Well, to, to, it's coming up. <laughs> I know. I'm going to tr- really try to do it. I'll be in Hawaii, but I'll have to fly back for a week to do it. Yeah. And I think I'm going to try to explain it to the health clinic there and see if they'll just give me that time right. to do it. Now, you know, it's really interesting because your other countries like Europe, they recognize this treatment. They use essential oils. The United States is so far behind on really healing the body. Mm. Really? That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
what other countries uh, come to mind? Just pretty oh, much all of them. Sweden, <laughs> Sweden, Germany, France, mm. almost all of the European countries. You'll see more foot zoners there. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Are, are there a lot here? There are not a lot here, just because it's growing and it's growing leaps and bounds, and there are a lot of spinoffs that are not teaching the correct treatment, but um, it's growing quite, mm. quite rapidly. I see. I, I've taught several hundred people the treatment. Sometimes they take it and they use it. Sometimes they just want to get their, their, their own health where it should be or their family. And sometimes they just don't do anything with it. They just want the knowledge. I see. Yeah. I'm really going to I'm I'm really going to try to come back and do it cuz I've been thinking about it quite a bit. And and it's yeah. if it's only I say only a week, but if it's only a week, they said it's 5 days. 6. 6 days. Full. So we we start on Monday morning at 9 and we usually go 9 to 4 and then we go we go through Saturday. How often um do you do trainings? Um to generally Definitely two times a year, sometimes three. A lot of times it depends on uh, the interest, if I have several people that want to learn. This is, well, of course, this year, this is my first training. But last year, I think I did three trainings. Generally, two to three is what I do. Mm -hmm. Now, Beverly, I want to say a couple things. One is, I don't, I'm like very torn on some stuff after talking to you. One is... I don't want like uh, the wrong people to come to you, if that, that makes sense. And this being your first podcast, right? Yeah. I don't, th- I'm a new podcaster, so you're not going to get a lot of pe- listeners anyway. <laughs> so I'll just tell you that. Uh, but you'll get some. I mean, and I have listeners around the world, believe it or mm-hmm. not. I'm able to see the. The demographics of like, uh, or the ge- is it geographics or the this just the statistics of what's going on, mm-hmm. and I'm able to see who's listening. I'm, I've got people listening in India, which is crazy. Are we live now? No, no, this is a oh, recording. Okay, yeah, I so. yeah, and so I I'll upload it. I'll just and I'll tell you this other thing too. I don't edit it, or I have I haven't edited one podcast yet. Okay, they've all been raw, and so if I say something incorrect or or uh, most most of the time, or all the time, I uh, I always ask the guest, "How do you how did you feel about it?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's great." And I say, "I'll I'll let them know." I was like, "I don't edit it. You're okay with it?" And you're like, "Yeah, that's fine." You know, or that we'll talk about something that they might have said that they're like a little they're hedging on. They're like, "What do right. you think about this?" Right. We'll have a conversation. And if I ever needed to take anything out, of course I would, but. I, I'm letting you know that I'm going to upload. It's not live, and I'm going to upload exactly kind of our well, conversation now. And I think it's gone amazingly well so far. But what I don't want is to, <clears throat> I don't want to put you out there and for someone to come to you that I'm afraid, believe it. You said, don't be, <laughs> don't be fearful, but I'm <laughs> afraid of that now. I'm afraid that somebody is, because I'm, I feel like protective of you in a way. Thank you. And Thank I, you. and I don't want somebody to come to you. That's like, that shouldn't be here. Is that a wrong feeling to feel? Uh, no, it's a very real feeling. Um, it's kind of interesting that you say that because I have an inner feeling when people come to me and, um, 
and I ha- and I get warned, you know, and so some people come to me out of curiosity, some people come to me um, because they want what I have, but you know, it, what I have is mine, mm-hmm. and I've worked to develop it. But I feel like I have, this might sound kind of odd, but I put out a light around me like this, Mm -hmm. and it's about an arm's length away, and I put out a white light around me. And unless I invite somebody into my space, they're not going to come into my space. All right, so, so when I don't feel good about a client, um, my energy is very positive, and I think you can attest to that. But, mm-hmm. but my energy is very, very positive, and when I get a person the energy is very, very negative, generally I can change that around for them. But if I can't, they can't handle the energy more than three treatments, mm-hmm. and then they don't come back. I see. I see. Interesting. So. Interesting. Okay. Um, are you okay with this conversation? Are you okay with um, me putting this out there? I think I am. Okay, good, good. And are you, I, you said you don't advertise, so I'm not going to advertise you no. unless you want me to, but I'm not going to advertise you. I just want this conversation to be there. Mm-hmm. And however you know, the listener feels about it and if they right. want to Google it or if they want to, get in touch with their local foot zoonologist or, you know. And there's ways that they can do that. And we do have foot zoonologists all over the world. Great, great. That have been correctly trained. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Um, I so much appreciate this, that you you sat with me. Thank you for saying yes to do it. Um, I feel like it's, I I hope that some people listen and somebody who really needs help in whatever uh, capacity that is that they get in touch with mm-hmm. somebody that you know that possibly could help them right. you you continue to help me like you said it's not a one-time thing the things that were I say wrong with me are still wrong but they're right if that makes mm-hmm. sense it's like well, we're on the road coming they're they're beginning to make that change they're, that the body's beginning to make that turn and realize hey you know what yeah. that hip needs to be better and no, i it, need to do my job and it has know? it has you know? in that way it's just what i wanted to say I, I i'm not uh, articulating it correctly but what i wanted to say it's not it's not a treatment or for me anyway i'll just speak for myself it wasn't a treatment that said hey you had this wrong now it's completely fixed you don't need to worry right, about it anymore right. it's not it's like that it's a process and it's gotten the things that you told me are getting a lot better but I notice that I'm the one that has to do the work mm-hmm. in being cognizant of it. And that's the key. Right. Even, uh, and you said something really interesting to me too. Like I had this little bit of tendonitis in my wrist and you were like, it's okay. And I said, I'm still working out hard on it. I'm not babying it or anything. And you were like, good. You need to tell that wrist that, right. okay, you need to behave here. You know, you need to like, and I feel like, I know it sounds, I don't want to say sounds kooky, but it sounds a little, to some people be like, how are you talking to your wrist? It's more of a mental thing. It is a mental thing. Um, You know, I want you to think for just a minute. um, Let's just say somebody has sprained their ankle. Mm -hmm. All right. And so they wrap it up and they get the crutches out. 
All right. So mentally, what have they told the mind to do? Oh, baby it. You baby it. It, You can't can't walk on it. You can't do this. But if that they took care of it, if they took a foot treatment or they said, you know what? I don't need the crutches. And crutches are just what they are. They're a crutch. They're a crutch, yeah. They're a crutch for the body to not heal as quickly as it it's capable of doing. I mean, our bodies are capable of being bionic, so to speak, you know, but we block our own progress Yeah, I, to I, do that. So, I, I And that's why I told you, good, keep working out. Tell it how strong it is, Yeah, you know. No, that's great. And, and it sounds silly because you're talking to your body, but, but it works. But it works. It works. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I think we'll end it right there because that's 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 the, the, the okay. sentence I wanted to get out of this whole podcast is that you need to talk to yourself in, in especially in a positive way, in a good way, because it does right. work. Beverly, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank and you it, for having me. Yeah. And I hopefully will um, be back here for your class. Good. That would be great. Okay.